0: So we took an Uber cross town, met up with y'all, y'all back from your trip from Indiana. I got the best welcome
1: <laughs> from Dave I could ever get. Yeah. yeah, Lots, of of love love back. Back. yeah. Lots of love. Lots of
2: love.
0: Did he wrap his legs around
1: you? It was him? almost he's like a like total. It was did. almost he like did. a
2: lap dance. Yeah, I was like, he was running toward me. I was running toward him, and I was like, oh That's crap, we've passed the line of committal. Yeah. committal. Was it slow mo? Did the world stop? And I was like, he's uh, not possibly going to jump on me, and he did.
0: <laughs> well, how did I, I miss was, that? I,
2: was, I don't know. You, you were, were in, You were inside. You
1: were inside. Okay. Kind of confirming the reservation, or your brain okay. did the right, right thing and blocked right.
0: it. Man. But anyways, you loved it. You loved it. everybody welcome back to bourbon boys uh the podcast where well we talk about bourbon if you're you're dialing into this one you missed a pretty incredible episode 28 part uh this is part (laughs) i I
3: kind of want to take a
0: shower (laughs) when you (laughs) (laughs) say i must
2: have missed that one (laughs) i'm not touching that one no pun so yeah Jumping, okay, jump in. Let's talk me. about yeah, it. Yeah, you know Old Forester, right? Yeah, you
0: want to take over? No, I don't want to take okay, over. I'm I'll just
1: asking where we're at. So, well, if okay.
0: You, wait a minute. I'll, I'll get there. Okay. So, Hurry up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, as part of our urban bourbon tour yep. uh, in Louisville, Louisville. Uh, we stopped at five distilleries. We stopped mm-hmm. at Rabbit Hole, mm-hmm. Old Forester, Peerless, Stitzel Weller, and Evan Williams. You mm-hmm. just heard us talk about Rabbit Hole. We did. Mm hmm. And this was uh, next one we're talking about is Old Forester. Yeah. Uh, honestly, this Old Forester location is really built for tours. Yep. It's built for tourists. The experience is really well done. Mm-hmm. You know, gift shop leads to the tour, which ends in the gift shop, like yep. all good rides do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not where they produce. Uh, you know all the old forester. that's a little bit further out into the yep. out of the city mm-hmm. i thought the tour was really great the tour guide was wonderful i think her name is barb uh you were correct yeah, yeah. she was good yep. Yep. yeah we tasted a lot i'm a fan of old forester yep. to start so this was a this was a fun one to see <clears throat> again the tours are about hour hour and a half long super detailed yeah partway through each tour, Deb's like it's the same tour. Like, well, know. it's the same process. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not the same tour though. And it is. <laughs> I guess it's the same process. You've seen the same, it's the same yeah, process,
3: right? but it's not the same yeah, tour. Yeah, yeah. You start with it. Yeah, I, yeah. Just totally, I agree with that. Yeah. I'm with you. It cool.
0: And it ended, with, ended in a very cool tasting room. Yeah, uh, we got to you know have a private tasting because mm-hmm. of the group size we had, mm-hmm. and um, it was a blast.
2: I, was I had I had a really yeah. good
0: time, and it was a great way to good. end the
2: first day. I would I would say if you've never been on a bourbon tour and you're going to louisville i would start with old forester i, I would agree the just very lots of infographics lots of kind of just educational foundation as you're walking through there like the experience yeah the experience was just very i mean it was polished it was yeah. done really well yeah. now that said if it was not your first tour for me it was a little too polished
0: it was. It was. So, it was very interactive. You got to burn a barrel.
2: I yep. did. I got Kurt to did.
1: actually burn a barrel. Charred a barrel. But what char? but let's not like be too like over the top on that because really all I did was push a button. Somebody yeah. got to push that button. Somebody got pushed. You
0: stepped up when, so, when you were called.
1: I was called. You stepped up. Yeah, I was kind of volunteered actually. So yeah. You know.
0: You're but near I would agree
1: with what Dave's saying I think here's what I liked about it though it was a really good balance between being too polished yeah. and being you still felt like you were getting a taste of the real thing because like the Rick house component was pretty cool was and amazing. the way that you walked around it all the way from the top mm-hmm. to the bottom and they talked about the difference in temperature and how that all affects the taste of the bourbon yeah yep. I think yeah it was a little kind of you know, I don't want to say museum esque because it wasn't that,
2: but it was. I just thought it was really well done. Yeah. It was. I thought it was, it was really well done. It was. You guys agree that it would be a good place for somebody that's yeah. never been? Oh, well, I totally agree. Absolutely. I mean, you yeah. Think about all they Absolutely. covered. They
3: talked about the the, the process. They yeah. level set that. Hey, it's the same mash bill going every barrel. Yeah. The, the the other factors are what changes it. We saw. Yeah. They covered yeah. the whole cooperage aspect of making yep. a barrel. Yep. They charred it. They talked yep. about toasting and charring talked about the rick house yeah it was yep. a yeah it's probably the most comprehensive connect the dots yeah. it's a key hit yeah the
0: key aspects i, I didn't I, I didn't realize that there was a toasting and charring so i, I learned yeah. something on that when i yeah. was like oh i just figured that they yeah just went straight to char yeah yeah I, th- I
1: also think that what was cool about it is that even though it was a little bit yeah contrived's not the right word because I don't think it was totally contrived but you actually felt like you were in an actual manufacturing facility because of the bottling you had the mm-hmm. rig house. Yep. whereas if you compare it to some of the other distilleries not going to say which ones but yeah. it felt very Disney like oh, yeah. which this totally. did not oh, yeah. feel that yeah. it did not feel and that way you all. actually felt yep. like you were in a distillery so that's a
0: good point because totally. they, totally. uh, they, uh, they were one of Three of the five that we went to, three of them were functioning yeah. distilleries and tours. Yep. yep, right. So and this what, felt what,
1: functioning. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, but they weren't producing the old forester you're seeing on the shelves. They no. they were producing that Block Six Special yeah. Release.
3: Yeah, which will be an interesting thing to watch out from old forester. Because, as everybody knows, you know everything has a distinct flavor, and they break everything up after what they say two to three years Mm -hmm. of barreling. They say, okay, this is going to be in the nineteen ten line, nineteen whatever it is. Right. So those the Rick House they have there is a it's not small but small by Mm -hmm. you know mega bourbon producer standards. Yeah. So there's no way those barrels are gonna be blended into anything else. There no, will be a unique no. release of those. Right. Yep. Now the interesting thing was some we she referenced that the Taste Master, and I don't remember the, the lady's name she referenced, had tasted the three mm. year or had been in the barrel for three years in the Rick House and she's like doesn't seem to be ready. Now her hmm her tone didn't make it sound like it was on the verge of being ready so i I don't know what that means as far as like this is going to be some good stuff or people are going to line up and buy it simply because it's block six it's old Forster, whiskey okay. row whatever it is yeah. but it will it will be a different line there's no yeah. way they'll miss on that right. economic opportunity i agree it was agree. It, it was one
1: of my favorite tours just yeah. if you think about it from the whole experience from coming in to the retail to the actual tour to mm-hmm. the tasting yeah. to like th- it was it yeah. was really well done and really well thought out I if, thought. You,
0: if you were coming into louisville and you had other things to do but you had that would two be hours, the one that drop, would be the one uh, yeah you drop that for one in sure. there it's right in the yep. middle of the city for sure. Yeah, easy to easy to to bang that one out for sure. Um, yep, absolutely. Yeah,
3: tour guide was you mentioned Barb earlier. Super job. She She was amazing. Super willing to take questions. Yeah, Yeah. super informative. She was very very helpful.
2: And I think they actually served. Oh.
3: Man, yes,
2: yes, marshmallows. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow! I forgot. I was looking at That's that right. That right here. <clears throat> so they did, a, that. Uh, they did a they did a marshmallow.
1: Let's not forget the marshmallows.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's like a bourbon Good infused mold. marshmallow wrapped in like car- like caramel and then dipped in chocolate. It was pretty with incredible. sea salt it was it was on it. it caramel. Don't forget too, the sea salt. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have to make start. some of those.
1: How, hard can, can it be to, yeah. how we, hard
2: can it be to soak marshmallows? We, we a marshmallow? Sarah bought about 18 bags. So did she? Okay, we did too. Did I think it's going to be in stocking stuffers. Oh, of the we, the actual we, marshmallows? We yeah. Yeah. I hope
1: I'm
0: a recipient
2: yeah. of those. I'll yeah. put a
0: stocking out of your house. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you. So talk about the tour.
1: So the tour was great. I mean, I think what I liked about... I will tell you what I liked about it. I mean, it, you know, I don't necessarily see myself as like an expert on bourbon making i'm still learning every time i go through the process but what i really liked what they did were the infographics that actually made it super simple to understand mm-hmm. and i thought that was really great i took a lot of photos of those infographics because it wasn't so much about looking at the equipment but it was looking at like that they really pared it down to like the simplicity of the process and how it actually works which i thought was really
2: really cool
0: and did she reveal the mash bill some places would do it's it. It's on she, the wall. She did. Was it
2: on the wall? Was it, was it on the, the wall? wall? Yeah. Okay. It was. Yeah, one of the yeah. One of those first rooms. Seventy-two, eighteen, ten. Yeah.
1: Nice. I do want to note, though, one of the five laws of drinking bourbon is that it can be drunk over ice.
3: So <laughs> I just want to bring that up. Can be. Didn't yeah. It should be. Yeah. Thank you, Alton. So I, I'll tell you what. I mean, the tour, and again, I highly recommend it. Would we'll do it again, you know, with, with new folks or yeah. just see it again, I guess. But, uh, Old you know, it's kind of like in ref- looking back. Like some of the tours made me really curious and informed about the bourbon they were making, mm-hmm. and others informed me about the process. Yeah, this yep. one was more about the process than their product. I agree with that. That's interesting.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. The That's bottling, the bottling line was. I mean, Derek geeked out. That's oh, pretty yeah. cool. It was really cool. Well, it's like yeah. laverne and Shirley. I was just waiting for like a glove oh, to come oh by. Oh
3: my go. we could, have. I could have just wait. <laughs> Who's Lavern and Shirley?
2: Showing yeah. our age. Yeah, yeah. here yeah. we go. Cruise so laverne. and I like it. Yeah,
0: and we've got some. We've got some Squeaky. clips, clips from, the, <laughs> from the from the Lenian Square. Carmine. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's get back to demographics. All right, right we're on old forster No, no, no. Well, I mean, we we've got some clips from the tour. So we can listen yep. to uh, yeah. to Barb tell us a little bit about the uh, the process, the Rick House, yeah. and uh, did you actually interview bit. her a little bit? No, we you know we had a, we had a great conversation <clears throat> after the tour. Okay, super, you know, approachable, very very friendly. Okay. She she, I mean, she loves her job. She's yeah. in a good place. Again, it, there weren't a lot of people working there, so yeah, yeah. And this is the this is the visitor experience. This yeah. is not. Yeah. the... We drove on the, on the way to the races. We drove. Past Let's
1: not get ahead of ourselves.
0: I don't know, we're not going to past the, where, where the, a lot of their production is done. Okay, because it had the enormous right. Forester bottle that's on top right. of the building. Mm-hmm. I didn't
1: know if you brought out your ball taser and was going to interview her. So,
2: <laughs> good lord! <laughs> I keep that in the nightstand. <laughs> All right, guys, that's a different <laughs> podcast. Jeez. how often do we have to talk about this? Talk Did you not that? see that thing? How those nope. things move? All right, are so let's yeah. listen. Kurt. Let's listen. Let's
0: listen. Let's listen to <laughs> <laughs> let's listen to, uh, to Barb, and we'll come back with the tasting. Okay, Please us see that break?
4: Oh, is that your first one, Kurt? <laughs> Okay. Okay. It's the first, heart. bourbon distillery yeah, tour.
1: Oh wow! Oh, oh wow! Bourbon. We're getting I into some deep
4: out. issues right now. Oh, yeah. Some deep rooted issues. Uh, uh, I'm really glad that we're the bourbon at the end it. of this. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a counseling ass. room?
3: <laughs> Absolutely. That
4: that's called the tasting room. Wow. The yeah, tasting really room. Really there really there really will be alcohol. Yeah. Alcohol. Old Is the fact that we are actually really really old it's not just part of our logo or anything like that it's definitely a part of our story and how we identify here Um, so Old Forester was established now 151 years ago and 151 years ago the whiskey industry in the United States was this lawless place right there were no consumer protection acts just yet the Pure Food and Drug Act had not happened. the TTB wasn't around so nobody was restricting what was going into whiskey barrels or how those whiskey barrels were being sold to the individual consumer meaning you could drink whiskey in the united states if you wanted to but you would have been consuming that product at your own risk right (laughs) because nobody was watching what was going into it and i I do have to say on the flip side it was kind of an easier time to be in the whiskey industry because you could fake a whiskey product and sell it and make a whole lot lot of issues especially considering that at the time People in this country were consuming quite a bit of whiskey for medicinal reasons, right? That makes sense. And that, my friends, is where Old Forrester actually got its start. So our founder, George Garvin Brown, he was born in 1846 down in Munfordville, Kentucky, but he actually moved up to the city of Louisville to pursue a career in the pharmaceutical industry. He worked for Chambers Drug Co. as a salesman for them. And he primarily sold medicinal bourbon but as you can imagine it was really difficult nearly impossible to source a consistent quality product that was safe enough to sell his clients so he decided to cut out the middleman and he went into business for himself he started uh, buying barrels from three different distilleries around kentucky distilleries that he trusted and then when he bought barrels from them he started batching them together to create a new product This new product, he wanted to be known around town for two things above all else, and those two things were consistency and quality, the two uh, pillars on which this company were founded. So in 1870, he got this idea to start bottling this new product in hand-blown glass bottles. That was back before glass molds really existed. So that became the first bottled bourbon to ever be commercially sold, and that is how the Old Forester is all those fifties. It's a part of the original Whiskey Row, and Whiskey Row, if you haven't heard that term yet, my locals might know it. It's Main Street today, but if you had walked down Main Street back in the early 1900s. You would have seen whiskey row at a tie point there would have been 89 fully operational <laughs> the federal government that. realizes this we kind of bail them out that year in december of 29 they granted us a 100-day distillers holiday where we could legally produce and therefore tax up to 300,000 gallons of bourbon which put us in a really nice spot considering that prohibition finally came to an end four years later almost to the day on december 5 1933 at which point not have 300,000 gallons of a four-year-old product right we're ready to hit the ground running with a mature whiskey to sell the public and that makes old forester the only brand to be sold continuously by the same family before during and after <coughs> prohibition 151 years this company has been around we are still owned by the brown family today we're 51 percent family-owned company another 49 percent is publicly traded it's actually george garvin brown's great, great grandson, Campbell Brown. You will with see a couple areas of charge. distillation. First up, that's our copper debiliter. So that's where the second distillation takes place for us. And then this is our column still, 44 feet tall, 24 inches wide, producing about a hundred thousand proof gallons of alcohol per year. How
3: many gallons will be in the column still at one time? I mean, does it all go in or does it just kind of trickle in? Slowly? To
4: give you an idea, to drain the tank and distill the entire thing takes about six hours. From start to finish, it is a slow drain a slow into it. Drain. That's a that's a great question, though. Yeah. So it's kind of like a constant movement, if yeah. you will, until it hits containment tank. Yeah.
2: And what is the job of the, the spirit safe?
4: It's, it's kind of an old school tradition, so they're right behind you. They were traditionally called try boxes because the back panel actually does open up and you would give it your first try. Nowadays, that's just a quality check thing. We're not actually drinking the, the low wine and the high wine and anything like that. Though some tutors will actually let you get into the try box and do that, so uh, it just depends on how they do things. But really, it's, it's display purposes anymore today, but it does actually show you the traveling of it. Yeah. yeah. What else we got? Any questions? own and operate all of our own cooperages and we make every single barrel for every single one of our products. Because for us, well, you have to think about it from the perspective of a whiskey maker, right? Because the barrel, it's not just this storage vessel for liquids. It's also a reaction vessel, right? It's an active living membrane that will transform whatever you put inside of it. But for bourbon specifically, it's going to give bourbon 100% of its color, all of that, and way over. 50% 50% of the flavor. I don't know who else has tried white dog whiskey before, for scientific purposes only, right? Right, yeah, you know, <laughs> a couple times. Um, but yeah, so if you ever tried white dog or it's illegal, you know, uh, which we won't say in here, but it's really harsh and it's sulfurous. It's not this palatable product that you wanna drink glass after glass of like bourbon. So it's pretty phenomenal to see how the wood is gonna mellow those flavors out. It's gonna filter out those sulfurous uh, flavors that we don't want. It's gonna apply those no- notes of rich creosote that we do want. So and I'll kind of explain that it's usually going do. to take 29 to 31 staves. Those staves come to us from brown form and cooperage. Before they hit the cooperage, there's a couple steps that I like to roll through. They're always white American oak trees. They're sourced from 13 different states, ranging from the Ozarks to Appalachia. Once we have the trees, we harvest from the first branch down. Anything from the first branch up that's typically knotty wood, that will um, sometimes end up in holes. No, that's what we do. Do you char uh, It's a 22 second char. Give me an idea. Okay. That would be comparable to a level two or level three so, of a party. Okay. About three to five gallons of actual bourbon will get soaked into the wood. That reaction is called absorption. You want it to happen because it's gonna cue extraction as well, right? As it's getting soaked into the wood, it's gonna extract out flavors that you don't want. The reason it doesn't leak is because of what our coopers do mostly, but also white American oak trees, the reason we choose those, there's an extra wall of cells called Tyloses. Tyloses is this naturally occurring molecule that acts as a natural pore blocker. So the bourbon is free to permeate the layers of wood that I'm talking about. But once it hits those Tyloses, it's going to kick in and typically stop it inside of the brick house to experience everything that's happening on the outside. And that's really what's going to age your whiskey for you. As it heats up outside, that heat will travel in through the brick house, and it's gonna force the wood of the barrels to slowly expand. And as that wood is expanding, keep in mind what's going on inside of the barrel, right? So inside of the barrel, you've got your ethanol molecules, you've got your water molecules bonded together to form whiskey. But if you think back to science class, liquid cannot exist without vapor above it. Right. So even in my water bottle, I've got water, but I've also got water vapors trapped in there. So in the whiskey barrel, you've got ethanol, and you've got ethanol vapors trapped in there as well. So the ethanol vapors are volatile and as it heats up and that wood starts to move and uh, starts to move around with the heat, it's going to force the liquid to disperse through the three layers of wood that we just saw made back in the cooperage, the toast layer, the red layer, and the char layer. And then during the colder months, the wood will settle back down into place. going of course, the liquid to travel back through the three layers of wood. Um, and that whole expansion and contraction is also going to cue four different chemical reactions. So you've got absorption, evaporation, Extraction and reaction. Reaction between the whiskey and the wood itself. So those four reactions, that's what's bringing you color and flavor and aroma, season after season, year after year, as the wood expands and so contracts. Our master taster, the one woman behind all of this show, her name is Jackie Zyken. Uh, she's been our master taster for about six or seven years now. Definitely one of my bourbon heroes. So she's the one that kind of guides so all Nashville. of those. Yes. And so we don't
3: know what labels they are yet.
4: We don't know what labels they are yet, exactly. Yeah. I mean, in here, you kind of have a marketing team dream, right? Something that's only made here at the distillery, but we don't really know what it's going to be. Um, so it really just depends, teams, you know, a traditional workhouses. Imagine 50,623 barrels. Imagine how vast of a, a space that is. It's such a large environment that micro environments and microclimates will form. So, you know, a micro environment could be the top of the warehouse where it's going to age a little bit hotter up there because that heat will rise. That's gonna to age totally different than a micro environment that's down in the dark, damp corner of a rick house that never sees the light of day, that kind of thing. Uh, so she's able to determine that through that as well. The historical location that we're sitting in today, Whiskey Row. Um, I will not be drinking at all during my tasting. I don't think it's professional to drink at the job at, the job at all. Uh, so you'll never see me drink whiskey here. And I'm going to leave that choice up to you guys. There's no pressure to consume alcohol whatsoever. I couldn't care less. But if you guys aren't <laughs> drinking, neither am I. So I'm your sober buddy today. No. Sit back, relax.
3: And feel free to pass it this yeah. <laughs> way.
1: Honestly,
4: thank you. yes. Um, but yeah, so I don't drink. Uh, no pressure to consume. There's also no pressure to like the product. If whiskey's not your thing or Old Foresters not your thing, that's okay. So if you want to sample a little bit and you're like, oh, I don't like it, just put it back down. That's really um, if you don't like the candy that's on your napkin, get out. The door's right there.
2: Um, <laughs> but they're
4: so good. They are cold. The Jessica's. they are bourbon-soaked marshmallows dipped in caramel, dipped oh in chocolate, topped with bourbon-smoked sea salt. Sure. <laughs> now we're funny? in for oh well, it. They're nut-free, me. but they're not oh vegetarian God. products because it's a homemade marshmallow. So if you need something different, the first glass on your left—that's the one next to the logo. If you're struggling yeah. today, is our 1870 original George, batch? This is 1870. You so said?
1: 1870 original what's batch. What's the
4: proof on that one? Ninety. Ninety. Okay. Georgia's proof. It's like if you wanted to sell whiskey I so okay. so It's kind of fun. Nice. So that's fine. I say, like I say the, the 1870, it's good if you're new to bourbon. It's also good if you're good at making cocktails at home. Like, throw that in with a Kentucky mule, some ginger beer, some lime juice, make a highball with it, take a whiskey sour with it, like whatever floats your boat, but that's a great mixing bourbon as well as a bourbon you can drink near on the rocks. Now this one, this one's going to nose a bit differently, right? And notice telling you what you should smell and what you should taste, because I kind of hate when you guys do that. Everyone's palate is totally unique. I'm going to get something different than you're going to get. The female palate is far more biologically developed than the male palate, sorry to tell you guys. So we're going to take up on nuances that males can't. So I'm not going to tell you what you should smell. If you stick your nose in a glass and you're like, oh, I smell like chocolate-covered Twinkies, but I can't possibly say it, say it, it, okay. go for it. Or if you just want to say every single time, it smells like bourbon, cool. Like you're starting yeah. somewhere. Like you're starting somewhere <laughs> <summer laughs> and that's what matters. That 1897 Bond and Bond, it's our green label here. Uh, the second in the Whiskey Rose series, 100 proof. What does Bond and Bond mean? I'm glad you guys asked. So, Bottle and Bond was the first uh, uh-huh. consumer protection act to ever be passed in the United States. We are talking the Bottle and Bond Act, which regulated the safety of whiskey going into our bodies, predated the Pure Food and Drug Act. That did not happen until 1906. We didn't care about food and drugs going into our bodies that then. Just whiskey. That's what we wanted. But we needed that to be safe for us. So, the and Bond Act established four different rules that we had to follow if we wanted to keep making whiskey in this country. This was the beginning to the end of whiskey rectified, Because bond and bond, now it meant that your whiskey had to be bottled at 100 proof. It had to be aged for a minimum of four years. It had to be aged in a federally bonded. We stayed open during prohibition and we sold bourbon. Barrel strength bourbon us? in the 1920s was 115 proof. Remember why you would have been drinking bourbon legally during Prohibition. This. This. Now, the legal department won't let me say that this cures anything, but it does. But it did. Uh, but, so 1925 is This is what you want to do. Old the Forster.
3: To it made, it, made it to the Bourbon Trail, Louisville. So, yes, stop number one. Well. Stop number two for you guys. Stop number one for us is Old Forester. You guys hit Rabbit Hole area. This was an excellent, excellent yeah. tour. Good tasting. I didn't get any birthday butter. I was kind of hoping to squeeze that in. Yeah, you
2: asked. They didn't, no go. No go on the ride. Worth a shot. What was her name? I'm glad
0: Kurt's here. He made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not in our group photo, but he made it. There is proof. I'm here. I'm actually amazed to be here.
1: I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here, too. It's a great to be invited. I
2: like get to make a comment about... <laughs> I mean, it's different with Kurt here. Um, but I'm glad he's here. I am. Glad he's here. But it is, it is day one.
0: All right, so again, Barb totally on her game good stuff love to learn you know we all we all learned a little bit something new yep on that on that tour and um you know like i said immersive in the experience yep. you were in the Rick House. Yep. you were uh you know in the, the 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 multi-day four-day mash cooking distilling uh uh, uh fermenting rooms yeah yep. uh, all the different tanks
2: into the distillation process so the other cool thing real quick yeah yeah the Rick House yeah. had really cool like factoids
0: yeah mm. on the racks I,
1: you yeah. know
2: it's yeah. funny i was just gonna say that
1: i mean i think whoever designed that space did a really really good job nice job yeah, yeah so that was kind of when you said the really museum nice experience job. yeah kind of
3: like that to me is like you're yeah. right i mean they took they took advantage of every moment to yep. tell a story to inform Get there and and educate. Yep. again about the more about the process. Then the yeah, but again, product. I think it was I think it was done in a way that's
1: super understandable. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right, it, they didn't get into like the detail, and nah. that's what was the graphics that they did in the Rick House were just yeah. yep. really really well good. done. Yeah,
3: yeah. The, the other thing on the Rick House yes. again, we were talking about. We alluded to earlier that the the barrels stored there are going to be noticeably different. That was a temperature cold controlled environment. Yeah, right. Top to bottom. The, top to bottom, exactly. Versus the bulk of theirs is or the rest of it is not in a yep. temperature controlled yep. environment. So yep. the heat, yep. you know, the extremes are what's really pushing the, the flavors in and out. So yep. that's a, you know that's why it's not going to be blended in. Yeah, right. Really it'll be a great shot. And to your
2: point, it'll be interesting to see how that stuff turns out.
0: Yeah. So what did, what did we taste? Do you remember what we uh, we tried? We had the eighty six. Right, the eighty-six. 86 we had
1: the nineteen ten.
0: I got the nineteen. We had the nineteen twenty. 1920. man! Oh, was, one was
3: there a ninety-seven? Was that the bottle and bond? May well that would there be was. There was a
0: bottle and bond. So that'd be a hundred
1: proof. That
3: was eighteen ninety-seven, right?
0: Oh, the year eighteen ninety-seven. We had one that was eighty-six proof, which I don't know if it had a year or not. It's at the breakfast. Barbie. I don't think it did. It was the that, was right? the first that was the
1: first one. one. There was an eighty-six. Yep, Yep. yep. The next one I think was a ninety I'm trying so to find the photos. The yeah, I didn't take any pictures of the tasting. I did actually, but nothing was labeled, so I yeah. don't know.
0: But I, I ended up walking out with the nineteen ten. I like the taste of that. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I bought the same.
3: The nineteen twenty okay. was the what, one fifteen proof. That yep. was the hotter. I, that was probably my favorite. Had the somewhat of the the rare breed, had a nice yeah, yeah. complex flavor. Yeah. But the nineteen ten was good. That yeah, was the 86. I didn't even realize they had the, the breakfast bur- uh, bourbon there. Yeah.
0: But, yeah. It was nice. It's a it's a good light one for someone who's starting out. Great. You can't go wrong. And those aren't too expensive, too. Those are in the 20s and 30 bucks a bottle. Yep. You know, at most liquor stores. They're, they're high volume. That's where mm-hmm. they get that consistency. Um, but tasting those with the marshmallows, you know, definitely a, a great experience. Didn't yep. feel rushed, but towards the end, she was definitely like, okay we got a group right behind you gotta
3: go let's wrap this up yeah yeah the uh it was the 1897 is bottled and bond got it so it's 100 proof which i I thought was good
0: and is that the year of the bottled and bond act which probably is easier to remember i think you're right yeah okay probably that color of the label on that one was green. Mm green yeah okay yeah so i mean a great tour um great I'll great recommend. great tour guide definitely you got an hour and a half 20 to 30 bucks to spend you're going to taste you know four really good bourbons you'll learn a ton you get yep. to burn shit and yep. eat marshmallows well
2: and again back to the gift shop and the gift shop pretty strong gift shop good, good, oh yeah good gift, shop. Yep. Strong gift shop lots yeah. of good stuff
0: I don't know if you guys caught it, but when we were down there, the music being piped in, Foo Fighters. Yeah, long, that was that was kind of like ooh intro to our mm. podcast. Our
1: podcast,
2: podcast. Um, but it's not up, really, that. really that song because we'd have to pay royalties. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's really it's close, but it's actually the Fee Foders.
1: That's right. Yeah, it's a never, so 18, never 1897 was Bottled and Bon Act.
0: Okay, yeah. So. so there you go. Yeah, there good job. Good.
3: How's the Highly man? How's the work, it? man? All right. Thanks, boys. Thanks. Have a great weekend. Ribbon, hey. on. Ribbon Good hand. time all around.
0: Ribbon.